Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. It's your girl Mo Diggs and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's episode. But I do want to give you guys a heads up that the audio is not the best. Um, I was in a really bad room with an echo when we were recording. I wasn't in my regular studio. But I really wanted you guys to get this conversation with Abanabuama from Hanahana Beauty. So bear with me. Next week's episode is impeccable as far as audio. But for this week's, just, you know, when the moments get cringy, just remember I said this and that it won't happen again. Okay, guys, you are tuning in in five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to another A Convo Convo with Mo episode. It's your girl Mo Diggs. And today I am here with a really, really special guest. I am here with Abana Buama from Hannah Hannah Beauty. Hey Abana. Hey girl. Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. The pleasure is really, really all. It's always all mine. It's always all mine. Just so you guys know, Hannah Hannah Beauty is a consciously clean skincare and wellness brand whose mission is to disrupt the global beauty industry. And I feel like you guys are really doing that one by combining skincare and wellness, because I feel like a lot of these you know, we're not going to get into the, the tea of these new celebrity beauty brands, but a lot of these brands are just kind of like coming, they're just like, here, just take the skincare and go use it. But I feel like there's like a holistic, you know, thing going on with Hannah Hunt. And obviously I, w- I would love for you to tell us more about that, but I feel yeah. like there's like a holistic feel where it's like, I'm, u- I know I'm, u- I'm using this lip butter and it's like, I'm going to have a great day. Like, I feel like there was love love and kindness put into this product. Um, But tell us about Hannah Hannah. And I know you were founded in 2017. Yeah. So what what has that journey been like since 2017? Oh, my goodness. It's kind of crazy to think about because 2017, when I launched, I was, like, teaching. I was in grad school. Like, each year of it, I'm like, that was a moment where I was doing it, like, you know, figuring out what exactly it was. I knew I understood the mission. I knew I understood what I type of impact I think I wanted to do. And for that was around sustainability in like what you said, a holistic manner, because I was a teacher. And so I wasn't really like about like the sales or anything. It was just like, let me make sure the product actually works for what it's supposed to, to whoever is using it. I want you to understand who is behind it. Not exactly that it's me behind it, but the process that goes behind it. And, you know, being the fact that Shea Body Butter, like was our, like, that's our like, cult favorite. That's what people like, a lot of people are introduced the product through the Shea Butter Body and like Shea Body Butter. butter. I'm like, what is it? Like <laughs> the Shea Body Butter, that was like, you know, and Shea Butter being one of the, Shea butter itself just being an ingredient that's used in over 75% of like beauty products in general, like cosmetic products, like, and in our line in general being used in a lot, I just want to be intentional around telling the story one, but also like making sure that we were looking at what it meant to be sustainable as a producer. What does it mean for the producers that are actually creating the raw materials that we then produce and create the finished goods? But like, what does it mean to sustain people that are sustaining the brand? And that means starting from the people that are creating the raw materials all the way to who's working in team, all the way to our actual customers. Mm -hmm. And at the end, one thing that was always aligning is it was Black women that was one inspiring, sustaining, 
being a part of the brand. So we have to be intentional around always serving black women in all different aspects from product development to community to like Cooper, like, you know, actually sourcing from, we should like be intentional around how can we make sure, how does this affect black women? Like, you know, in, in a global scale. Cause I think sometimes when you're in the States too, especially as black people in the States, I think like sometimes we're just so unifocus and Not like black is like. a monolith. Like, you know mm. what I mean? And like, even as like first gens, like we think we be in the mix because we go back every once a quarter and it's like <gasps> in the winter or it's like when you're a funeral is happening and it's like, how are you actually being beneficial to the places that you're from or that is actually sustaining you? You know what I mean? Girl, so I mean, you are spilling the tea. <laughs> you are spilling the you tea. Know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think like with Hana Hana, we've been able to address that as in the past four years, about to turn five, but at the same time, been really intentional around aesthetic, how we present ourselves, our press, like how we activate, who we partner with, but still staying within that those values and like really just trying to bring like humanity to the beauty space, like of being able to like holistic sustainability is just humanity. Like, you know what I mean? Just like, how does everyone, how is everyone affected? You know? And yeah. Like, yeah. So like wow (laughs) listen I love a girl who knows what the heck she's talking about and knows what she's doing and you are doing it like thank you everybody everybody is going back home like people are going back home and they're not pouring back into the community and they're spending thousands and thousands of dollars not in the community and so to hear I know you have like a woman run I don't know if it's a woman run cooperative but I know you have a shape better cooperative well we yeah, we source from a cooperative. So we source from the Targa Sokolo Cooperative. They're in Tamale. There's a bunch, but that's one that we mainly source from our Shea Butter and have been working with. So we like, we activate with them through our like Hanahana Circle of Care, which mm. is like a benefits program that we created around if we're sourcing from someone, what can we give? like not give back but just like what is beneficial that you should actually work with us like you know it's like if you work for nationwide or if you work for complex or if you work for apple you get benefits so like it's like if you're working with us what benefits can we provide the producers and for that it's like being able to pay two times the asking price for shay being able to actually give health care biannual health care like you know to the community being able to optimize with production and just like being able to have those types of conversations, you know, and not make decisions based off of like our thought, but make mm-hmm. decisions based off of what is actually necessary. And like for us, it's like we're not a charity. You know what I mean? Like charities aren't really sustainable. Charities are like you need us. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the cooperatives to feel like they need us. I feel like you want cooperatives and everyone involved to have a level of autonomy. And so it's like, how do we just, I have access, I have a certain level of privilege. How can I utilize those access and privilege to be able to help the people that are also sustaining me, you know? Yeah, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Just like giving back and helping the marginalized. I, I think it's crazy because what you're I think what you're doing is amazing. But I think it's crazy because you have a lot of these, you know, big name skincare brands that source from Africa, Asia, and like there is no giving back, right? The people that are working at these places are making there's no care. Like nobody cares. It's just like, give us the product and we're selling it. And that's just what it is. And that's the chain of command, but there is no circling back to see, okay, well, you've done such a deed for us. You are the reason why we're running. How can we help you other than paying you 
you know, the rate that you're asking for in your country. And I feel like what you're doing is just amazing. I know you recently received a grant from Glossier. What was that like? I can imagine that like starting this from the crib, you know, and like <laughs> Glossier is a big beauty brand. So like, what was that like? And what did that um, entail? Yeah, that was, oh my gosh, that was 2020, which is wild to think like everything is such like Jupe the year, mm -hmm. um, the years, <laughs> actually. Yeah. It was great. I think like, you know, these opportunities like Glossier, it was one of those moments like as someone that has used Glossier, been in campaigns for Glossier even in that sense, and then be able to have to be like a brand recognized and on the fact of like a founder, not like an influencer or not saying that's bad at all. Just like being able to have different relationships with Glossier is so great. Um, and with people within the brand there, that has been so helpful. And I think that was like, obviously the money is great, duh. That really helped us with our launches of things that we did last year and activation. But what really helped was access. And I think that's the thing about the beauty industry and just any industry you're in is that there's so much informational and everything's about knowing people as mm -hmm. much as knowing information but knowing how to move and in the beauty space like being able to feel comfortable sending email to like emily weiss or to even roya who says their full social impact and like runs all the things or like vanessa like you know just different people to feel like mm -hmm. oh wow like if i have a question i can actually reach out to them and forming those relationships it was really helpful it was like that and a lot of different grants are just been so helpful in that sense and i think for me i have approached grants and around relationships, especially with the people that are doing them to create access for me. Because like, I didn't come into this beauty space knowing the beauty space. I didn't come up like through L'Oreal or come up, mm -hmm. like, you know, have those like opportunities in that way. Cause I was a teacher and I really didn't care to be in the beauty space. That's not what I was trying to be in. But now that I'm here, I want to know how to move and move intentionally. And also because at the end of the day, like, I don't want my company to fail. Like I want to be successful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole point of being a sustainable brand is actually being successful. Mm -hmm. So like, how can I do that at all points? Like from my business strategy, like everything it has to be top tier. So it's allowed me to like, you know, get advice or get to just have that access directly, which has been really, really great. Really great. And I feel like that's something that a lot of, you know, starting like companies, a lot of them that are starting brands, we we get to a point where we're working so hard and we're putting all this effort in. And it's like, all I need is access. Like they, I can't yeah. do anything else. Like there's those glass ceilings, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if I don't get into this room or get into these, or, or even know who to email, you know what I mean? I just like, it's a glass ceiling and we're not as black women, we're not born into those spaces. We're not born into those networks. And so that is amazing to hear that. So, I mean, I think that's something of note that, you know, sometimes if you don't, if you're not able to get, you know, into these spaces, or if you don't know where to start, like apply for those brands, child. Get in those oh my companies' God, yes. Go, Get in those companies' faces some way, somehow. Like, yes. get in those, get in their faces, and get what you need. And like, you have to break those because they're there. And you, you probably feel like whoever is an entrepreneur, I'm sure that's listening. You probably feel like, what do I do next? But it's like, no, there's literally a glass ceiling that you have to break in order to get to the next level. And it's not 
more product or it's not better, better social strategy, or it's just like, sometimes we're, they literally, like the system is not set up for us to win and you have to like circumvent that system. And so that's amazing to hear that with winning this grant, you were able to like, all right, what's up? Like I'm here now, like respond to the emails. What's up? You know? So I, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just important to like use those people like because they connect. people want to there's a lot of money out there. Yeah. There's also people that want to be helpful. And I think you have to utilize it, you know, and know how to because it is about like, I think that's the thing everything is a learning experience, especially as an entrepreneur. Like, so it's like, how do you take this experience to like, just be better and grow your company? Yeah. You know? Oh, that is awesome. I love that. So I want to talk about your transition from teaching to CEO and what that was like, cause you're, I know you're from Ghana. So like, what was that like kind of being like, yeah, parents, I'm going to leave this stable job to now like run my own company. Like, oh yeah. I think, so I feel like one, like my parents knew I was gonna launch the company mm-hmm. in general. I, and also, um let's see let's see i feel like it's a little complex (laughs) the thing is that like i started making shay when i was teaching with no want desire to be like an entrepreneur you know what i mean that wasn't like my whole process and so like i would make it i would give it to friends i would give to family like i was like and i guess that could be your testing market like i didn't even think of it like that but it was just like giving to people and people be like Next time you make a batch, can I have some more? My mom, like, you know, I even taught my mom how to make it. She used to make shea, but it was crusty. Like, it was just like with like. Yeah, cause y'all got that smooth, like it's smooth, like, and it's moisture, like it's moist. <laughs> cause you know, it'd be sometimes, like, I know what you're talking about, girl. Y'all shea, but, mm, listen, <laughs> y'all shea butter. And what is, what is the lip, the lip balm that you, mm-hmm, when the I shea you, balm, Yeah, with the chocolate, yeah. Girl, I need to re-up. Like, I'm literally <laughs> scraping the... I'm sorry, I'm, like, ranting right now. But I would, like, I feel like there's, you know, there's a million shea butter companies. You know what yeah. I mean? But, like, not that lip balm? <laughs> what, what is it called? I'm sorry. What is it's it the shea balm. No, you're right. It's the shea balm. It's the shea balm. Yep, yep. No. That <laughs> is so it is you know what it's and that's so exciting to hear like i love that people like get excited about the product in that way because that's how i felt the first times making it and then that's how i continue to feel when it's not me making it but it's my team making it or the chemistry and i'm like yes like this actually works like yay (laughs) you know so like hearing other people say that is really good and that's kind of like what why I even felt more confident to do the brand. And I think even with the transitioning of things, my dad is the one, the name Hana Hana came from my dad. Like, okay. cause I was like, I'm coming home <laughs> to tell y'all yeah. that I think I'm going to start a brand. And they're like, okay, cool. Like my dad's like, what should we name it? And I was like, eh, eh, calm down. It's my brand. You know, but yeah, so it was like, you know, that, and I feel like, I remember he was like, you know, cause pretty, mm-hmm. like, that's mm-hmm. like, nah, that's basic, that's basic. Come on. It's like, okay, Hannah, Hannah. I was like, yo, okay, talk to me more. He's like, you know, it means malleable, smooth. And I was like, okay. So like, they've always been supportive in that sense. I think when it transitioning for me personally, cause not only that, I was in getting my master's. So I got my master's. I was also still, even when I launched, I was still like, I'm going to do therapy. I'm going to be a therapist. 
you know? And so getting my master's, I was finishing up in 2018 and I was like, okay, like actually I still have this grant stuff. Like, I feel like if I did all of it all the time, it could be a whole different thing. Cause I'm not even doing all this and it's going kind of like, I'm sustaining myself. Like I'm in grad school. I'm sustaining myself from that and like APA fellowships. And I'm a type of person. I like to be good at things. Like, and when I say I like, like I'm going to be good at things. Excellent. Like from school, anything like it is going to be top, top tier, you know, any like that I'm going to touch. And so with, therapy that was my per like I felt like that was my purpose like education that was my purpose like why I moved from it wasn't just like oh I want to start a brand it was because I was realizing I wasn't being able to be as impactful as I wanted to be in these spaces in the way that I because I've been I was able to have leadership roles in medical space like you know just all these different moments where I was like mm -hmm. nah I think I need to be able to use these skills actually and mm -hmm not be confined by certain systems, administrations within that way of it. And also therapy for me brought a lot of anxiety. Um, and for me, anxiety disables your, for anyone, dis anxiety disables a way of learning, right? So like I was a therapist, even when I moved to Ghana, in 2018, I was doing therapy there. Like I was administering therapy in Ghana as I was doing Hana Hana stuff. And then I was like, okay, I think I have done as much as I could with what it is. I think it makes sense to just put everything within. Like there's no point of like me going to get like a new passenger or whatever. I remember telling my parents when I was going, I was like, yeah, I'm going to study. <laughs> I'm going to study for my license. <laughs> it was like no study. I was in Thailand. I was moving. I was like, nah, I'm about to get this coin. Yes. Figure out the sustainability method, you know? And so like, I think it was just like diving. Like for me, it just like these, these cutoffs that would happen where like when I was done with grad school, I was like, are you actually going to apply for a full-time job for therapy? No. Like apply for therapy in Ghana and then snip it off. Like, you know, are you, and then it's like, this is, your, this is what you're doing now. How do you activate this in the biggest way? And with my parents being Ghanaian, like what I found with them is that they support me. They always will support me. What struggles have happened is like how they would go about things versus how I would go about things, you know? And like for them, it's like, oh my God, why would you bear this? Why would you do this? Like representing, and they just had to learn, like, you know, you gotta trust me how I'm moving is gonna work out. And they do. And then, you know, there's sometimes where they they can't talk anymore because it's like, you know, I've been on TED. What you gonna what you gonna say to that? But I'm gonna TED talk, you know? I'm I'm, I'm there. There are articles written about me. Is there an you article know, written about you, Dad? I'm like, Jules, Jules, we're both in vogue because of me. <laughs> I got this. I got this. You know, but it's it's so cool, though. It's been, like, a really great process because it does take time. Like, our parents and what I continue to, like, my parents were the best for me. And they know the best from their own experiences. They don't want us to struggle. They don't want us to, like, go through it. They're like, why? Like, I feel like in their head, like, bitch, you're smart. Like, why are you, why, you want to be a teacher? Even, okay, yes, help people, but make the cash. Like, you know what I mean? They just, like, want us, they think about success. So how they see us do it, and they're like, okay, yes, but I would do it this way. And I'm like, but I'm going to do it this way, you know? And I think sometimes as first generation, we always think we have to do the way that our parents say. And, like, we feel this guilt. And, you know, a lot of our parents have moved in a space of fear. So they don't actually put out in certain things. They're moving in a space of security, you know? And they've given us these, like, platforms to, like, kind of go crazy. I'm like, yo, you had me doing all these sports, balancing science, balancing this. How do you think I was just about to be out here and be a school teacher? Like... 
nothing against school teachers, but like, you know, like you had me in dance, like you had me doing all this stuff. Like, you know, I was about to be out here pop. And like, you told me not to like, to be an individual, to be my own, like be my own voice. Like my parents literally set me and my brother up to be these like types of people. So I just be throwing it back at them. They're like, actually, yes. I. <laughs> we can get in line we're gonna get in line we, 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 we literally and I, I said this the other day like my dad he has no idea what I do but he like anything that I send him where I'm like if I'm like on tv or if I'm like recording or like anything he's he like makes it his whatsapp picture and he's like oh, oh my like my this like she's a reporter like my my daughter like he doesn't even know like he's just like she talks to people like she I don't know. <laughs> no, I, yeah. And it's, and it's like, they just have to get in line. Like they just oh, they have do. to get in line. Cause it's just like, we're getting older. We're not as scared as you guys are. We're, we're not as fearful and we believe in ourselves. We don't have kids relying on us or like family back home that we have to make it for so we can make mistakes and I feel like that was something that they couldn't afford to do yeah and also but I think though too like as much as they couldn't afford to do our parents did make mistakes our parents did go through all these things Mm -hmm. like I was oh my god me my family and I we do this like a weekly call together and it's Mm -hmm. we started during um COVID times and now we still do it which is so fun and like also sometimes it gets a little crazy because I just feel like y'all relax like it's It's a lot not corporate okay okay i know we have an agenda dad but like we could also sway from the points um but my dad was reading a letter that his father wrote to him when he was like in his like late 20s and it was a letter about how my dad oh my god if my parents you know ganyans are so annoyed that you're even telling the story telling the story i'm like i'm telling the the house stays in the house this all I'm saying is my parents like it was so beautiful though because you know Kenny's we don't even romance bruh like but my dad was telling me reading a, a letter that his father sent to him about how my dad was dating this girl he's like ah are you still dating this girl actually I know this woman his his daughter is in the UK and I really think you should actually meet her like I know you're the US his daughter was my mom and that's how they all connected and I was like but the way my dad would say that you know what it is like the story wasn't for me to be like oh yes like you can find like different ways different it's like come on get it together (laughs) it's like that's why relationships are important I'm like Bruh, I know relationships are important. I understand partnership is important. But just as it took time for y'all, you got to let it take time for us. So I think it's just like these story moments of them realizing, like, we move differently. You know what I mean? Like, we move differently, but also I'm so inspired by my parents. And I see my parents within myself and how I move and, like, the values. They're they're so insane. Because at the end of the day, I grew up in a Ghanaian household as much as anything else. Like I am a Ghanaian American, like very through and through you and I both of like, yeah. we are Ghanaian. We understand what it means to be Ghanaian. We have lived and got like, we understand the language. We like, that is a part of our culture as much as being American because we are born on this side and we're also black women living in America that like, we have literally the both things. So it's like, as an adult, I'm like, 
okay, I am all this type of person. This is so exciting to like have all these identities. How do I utilize it? And honestly, Hana Hana allows me to like utilize it and just be myself. Like, I think that's the dopest thing to like be able to be yourself and get paid for it. Like, that's wild. I, I love that. I love that for you. And I, um, I talked about this on the podcast with uh, Nini's Corner, but I love how you've been able to, I, like, this is what I call success, is what I'm saying. <laughs> success is being able to cultivate the life that you want, you know, not the life that you need, like, not moving based off of me, but moving based off of freedom, just freedom to say, hey, guys, I'm going to work. I'm going to do this today. Like, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to, you know, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it. And I feel like this is success. What you've done for yourself, what you've cultivated, this business, this energy, you know, because you're not, not only are you building a successful brand, but you are a healthy being, you know what I mean? Like you yourself, you are healthy, you are happy. And that is, that's success. Like you've made it, you know? And I, I oh girl, did I make it? Oh my God. So, and you know, me and my husband talk about this all the time, but it's like, we're never going to, if you don't believe that you've made it, like you're never going to find joy in these seasons. No, of course. I think like where I'm at, like I remember, like I just turned 30 in March and mm-hmm. I remember like when I was like my 29th year, like I was like, shit, like I've actually done the things that I've really wanted to do. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, ah, like oh, I don't know what I want. What do I want next? Like that exciting, you know, era of mm-hmm. thing. Um, but I do, I think though at the same time, it's like, freedom is not free right like oh my gosh my friend femme he just put out this album and it's like not for sale and he talks about like being free and like i kept i just got this card too like that was about like freedom is not free like independence you know you have to put so much work and effort into it and i think for me like i'm always like i'm like okay wow this is a really cool level of freedom right now but i want another level of financial freedom or sustainability or like a partnership of stability like even what we were talking about before like knowing exactly what you deserve of like okay i've been able to move like this how do i want to move now further like how do i want success to even look different and i think that's the cool thing is like being able to be like success looks different at each level mm-hmm. like and i've hit a certain level but now i want a different level oh absolutely you know? i feel like when, like when i say i made it i feel like you know what my younger self because there were days when i would pray on the bed and i'm like god like i want to be able to interview important people and i want to have conversations that are worth having and, yeah. and i'm just praying and i'm crying and it's like to be here today having a meaningful conversation with you i've i've made it now you know what i'm saying i want to yeah, no, know yes. yes. like i want to keep going up up, up. but no, I, same. Same. Like, I feel, and also it's mutual because i think even just like when you're saying even about me like i feel the same about you too it's like we i want to continue to be able in spaces where i'm being interviewed by women that i am res- like i respect or i want to like i'm like oh yes like she's interviewing this girl i want to be i want I want to be a Mojang interview. Like, what am I? <laughs> you know what I mean? But seriously, it. No, I get it. Like, and when I think back, like the what I was wanting to be as a sixth grader, or like the type of independence, and or like as a high schooler, even I'm like, oh shit, yes. Like, I'm actually living out these dreams yeah. and these things, and now like it's even bigger. I'm like, okay, if I didn't even think this was possible, really, like it was just like a dream, like. 
what what can I really dream up? Like, what can I really even, especially with the level of growth and like understanding of what I deserve and what I want now, or what you like, or even what you need, you know, mm-hmm. like now knowing those things and knowing myself more through the work and the struggles and all the different things. Like, how can I even manifest or strategize <laughs> to get and speak into fruition what I really do want and work behind it? So. Yeah, I love, and I the possibilities for us are literally endless. Like the possibilities are literally endless. I always say to myself, "There's nothing that I can't do." Right? I yeah. just gotta get there. I just gotta get there. Like there's nothing that I can't do. I just gotta put the work in, put my mind to it, and yep. get there. And I feel like, girl, I'm so excited for you. Like I I'm, feel like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I just feel like you're taking over the world. You are like, thank you. Yeah, even like the I feel like there was like a shift in aesthetics for Hana Hana Beauty. Just like everything, like the vibe is just so clean and just like it's like yes, sustainability me, please, like yes. No, thank you. I feel like I always say, like, there's literally no limit to your abundance that you can receive. And I feel like sometimes we limit ourselves to what we think is possible. So, Mm -hmm. like, for me, I'm just always trying to go big. Like, I'm like, oh, I want this. Okay, what do I have to do to get it? Okay. <laughs> like, what do I have to change? I'm like, oh shit, I got to grow. Okay. Yeah. You need to battle this level. <laughs> like you need to get there. Oh, this childhood trauma, figure that out. Cause it's actually going to show up in this way, you know? Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about, speaking of childhood trauma, <laughs> childhood trauma, I want to talk about your relationship growing up with your hair. So yeah. I did my Googles. I did my Googles. And, you know, similar to myself, I saw that growing up, it was like, baby, give me that creamy crack. Like, Like, please. And I think you were saying that your mom would be like, girl, absolutely not. So what was that like? And what has the journey been growing, you know, and learning to love your hair? Yeah. I, hair is such this like weird, like, I don't know, because I love my hair. I honestly, I love my hair. I love doing, I'm so particular about everything. And hair is one of, hair and skin, like I just like things look, look clean. So ever since even being a kid till now, like when it comes to braids, when it comes to style, I've always loved it. The thing is society, <laughs> everyone else, that's when the confusion starts to come. That's the insecurity. Like, I think that's even about skin. Like, I was literally talking about this with a friend, like, around colorism and everything of, like, as a kid, I lived in a very confident household. Like, from hair, like, my mom cut her hair when we were, like, she was, like, 45 or something like that. And she was, like, bad girl. Like, I was, like, oh, damn. Okay, she's cute. Like, you know, like, before that, even if I was doing like a texturizer with the curls or whatever, you know, it was still vibe, you know what I mean? But then, and so I'm living in a confident household. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm cute. Like I see myself. I'm strong. I'm an athlete. <laughs> I'm strong. Really? And, then, like, and then you go out and niggas are like, can I say niggas on here? I'm sorry. But yeah, I'm like, niggas are like, um, no, your dark skin or your hair is this way. Or, and I'm like, wait, I'm confused. I'm literally confused. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it make sense. <laughs> What's not clicking? It's not clicking. I mean, but I swear I can't. Like, what am I supposed to do? So, 
I feel like that's been with hair because, you know, like, and, but then at that same time, all these same features, the things I've been doing, I look the same. Then there was a point where it's like, oh my gosh, now your natural hair and your dark skin and this and what you do and your hoops and your whatever that you've been doing all lifelong is now like top market. And I think why it's not the white gaze that was confusing. It was literally us black people. Like that has always been the issue. The colorism has been the issue. Like the fact that like, I know that I am hitting the marks of the dark skin girl that is acceptable, the natural hair that is acceptable, that I've been cute for a dark skin girl since I've been a dark skin girl. Mm. And it's like be, like building yourself up from hair, everything, and knowing like actually you're it and then still the connect to beauty, even if it's like you're the spotlight. Like, you know what I mean? It's like mm. I'm in vogue, yes, because like the things I do and the hair, but it's like, because how the hair is the curl pattern or how I wave or whatever, like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. It's like something I've been really like thinking about, like not exactly just like the hair portion of it, but just like the journey as like a black woman, a dark skinned black woman, a dark skinned black woman that's Ghanaian. And even just within my suit where I can manipulate my looks and I know I hit certain features because I'm a skinny, fit person too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and still knowing though at the end that sometimes it still doesn't mean anything if because of how dark you are, like, or because yeah. of, or because of what that means or like how people treat you, the interactions, you know what I mean? And still being someone that's actually in this successful role and running business or whatever, like, you know, having all that stuff and still being passed over because you know what it is, but also because it's black people that are doing it and they don't want to address colorism and because they understand they don't want to like address privilege. I feel like colorism, light skin privilege, white privilege, they're all within the same thing because at the end of the day, people don't want to address it because they don't want to give up what they need to do with that privilege. You know what I mean? And that is the tea. <laughs> You're just kidding. <laughs> oh, girl, that is the tea. Yeah, you know I mean, because it's like, like just address like, it. Like, people don't like colorism. They don't like talking about colorism because they profit off colorism, or they they they're colorists. Okay. Yeah, like it's, it's either yeah, that, right? Yeah, like, and like, people, and it be, and I think the most triggering parts of it for me, like moving a like moving a little bit away from business, but what has been really like I'm still dealing with around is a really black men in the sense of like being like yes like yes <laughs> from the most annoying hotepish of like yes queen, queen. my Nubian princess like you know what i mean or like from niggas that be like yes no i i date black girls i date dark skin girls but then at the end of the day you're still with you know someone that is lighter than you or as what others would say lighter than a brown paper bag because that's literally what would be the, like you know what i mean so it's that's just the measure that's the measure that, that was the measure right so like it just it's almost this triggering thing especially as someone that is a successful person and i know that my i am an attractive person like we're with dating and different things where i like i know y'all niggas will date me or mess with me or whatever but can you actually handle it like can you actually like do this because it seems like at the end of the day you still end up with circling back you keep, you keep yeah going. you know and it's just and you'd be like am i a token like am i just a prize like am i only your prize like so it's this weird thing i think 
I'm sure well, a lot of also, people- I mean, I'm sure you have to like always consider the fact that like, if I wasn't as successful as I am with my dark skin, would you still then date me? Do you know also I mean? that too. Yeah. Also yeah, that. yeah and I think yeah. to be honest, I think I, I am at a level of like my, I am very much- confident in the fact that I know I'm like I'm bad like like, you know I think I'm at a place where like I'm like okay even on my weekdays like this isn't the best you know (laughs) you could have caught me at 9 a.m I would have been giving you a bit more you know a little but (laughs) but I know I'm bad but I know I'm I know I'm bad you know what I mean like I'm still still giving what I can (laughs) and so like that is, I think that's the point, right? That's even the the one that keeps tricking me is like, oh shoot, like I'm actually even at a more confident stage where I understand my beauty. I'm also understanding my success and know like my my skills and what I give mm-hmm. and having to battle with the same way that we battle with white supremacy and the confusion that white supremacy can bring when you don't fully understand that it's raveled within everything that you do, which means it's raveled within colorism. And I don't know what happens where like sometimes with us as black people, we just like get like colorism, white supremacy altogether still effective. Oh my God, but no, like I'm a light skin person that believes in like racial justice, but I'm still not addressing my colorism. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, get it together. Make I need to make it make I, sense. Make, I'm done the same way that I treat like how white people talk about things. And like, I, that's how I feel right now around color. I'm like, nah, I don't have anything to do with this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like y'all can do this for yourself. I'm not having these conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm only having these conversations with people that can actually have the full conversation and understand it. And well, and the, just the same way that I won't have conversations with white people and teaching them about white supremacy and what it does. I'm not having the conversation with a light-skinned woman or a light-skinned man to teach you and understand why you need to check your privilege and how you need to move and for you to do your own trauma. You know what I mean? Me and you, we can have this conversation. Yeah. We can talk it all the way through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you but, know but, I mean? but it's like because there's books. There's books. Yeah, there's books. The same and there's, way. This, there's books. There's articles. There's. Just, and it's weird. It's yeah. actually so weird. Like, even yeah. like the most recent, um, what was the movie? All. It's so good. It's such the cowboy movie that came out in Netflix. Oh, why um, can't I remember? The hate they all fall apart. Not all fall apart. That's like all things. That's a book. Um, I have to look this up now. I'm sorry. Because I can't believe yeah. I can't remember. I want to say the. Not me typing in Jay Z like he's in. The I know Jay Z. <laughs> it's the Netflix movie, but the like they fall. The heart of the fall. fall. Yeah, so beautiful. So honestly, such a good movie. Yeah, such a good movie. So good. I'm sorry though. The characters are based off of realistic people. Literally, the characters are based off of realistic people. Why is ZZ? I don't know her name. I'm sorry. Old girl, light skin girl playing a dark skin supposed to be um a, a un like a not able body unable body disabled body disabled I don't know body, mm-hmm, disabled mm-hmm, body yeah. person um a larger black woman why is this woman being played by a light-skinned skinny woman like i don't these are things like we would get upset if a white person played her mm-hmm. why are we not upset that like physically like color like everything does not even represent this person and the other day i like tweeted this like and i was joking but i was very serious i was like you guys like honestly like in the generations to come i swear to god if i have a biopic and i roll in my grave and i see a light-skinned woman playing me i'm upset i'm upset i'm upset i'm done i'm done because 
How? No, but it's fine. That, no, that, it's it's not gonna happen. Like that does not tell my story. Like I do. They ha- like you know what I mean? Because what does like that character to be actually be a dark skinned black woman that is carrying around this shotgun and moving in the way that she did? Like and then to be played by that's so different storylines. Like it tells so different characters, and I feel like you know, these Twitter battles go on or online battles go on. But like, honestly, it's really fucked. And the same way that we need to be addressing how white supremacy and identity and everything creates these things in our heads as black people, we really need to continue to address like what it is with colorism. But I will do what I can on my own for my business and how I move. But I need the peeps to really get it together. Get it together. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's just the idea that black people don't see other black people. Like they don't see sex of black people as marginalized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and globally as yeah. big. Oh yeah. Ghana, every, I mean, you know how colorism in Ghana is a whole different thing. Classism and colorism. And it's just like fully to them. It's like connected to whiteness in a whole different way. As much as here too, you know? I saw like a tweet the other day and it was like, yeah, like, we, we need it blew me so much because i was like oh my gosh like it was like we need black people more black people traveling the world so that they can see more black people and i was like there's black people all over the world like they're just treated like shit like darker skin you know what i'm saying like i don't understand and i just feel like with a lot of these you know conversations that are being had they're just it's just there's just no accountability because in order to talk about colorism you have to see that you were treating the dark-skinned girl in the fifth grade like shit because she was dark and for nothing no other reason you know and you have to be able to accept that and move and grow that's the thing people don't want to like just accept certain things or like in past and if there's like that's the thing is like i feel like that's what you have that's what growth is about is about reflection like yeah. my therapist spoke about it's about you know being able to sit back and reflect look at how you moved and your interactions have you know definitely inter- like how it changed different people what did it do what did it do for yourself what did it do for other people mm-hmm. how could you change differently it's It's just it's a lot of self-evaluation self-reflection and accountability that people just don't want to take in i feel like you you just tell we move i i i similar to you i do not teach the caucasians i don't teach the caucasians and i don't i don't have like i have zero tolerance and patience for ignorance because like we all have the same internet we do and we all have the same access to public libraries and I just feel like if you're gonna keep going on spewing ignorance I'm just gonna distance myself and hope for the best for you I'll say a prayer but I I hate I, I really do I will I'll say a prayer I hate ignorance I just yeah. feel like come on like I had a friend the other day dropping like f-bombs in relation to like homosexual people and I was just like, you, I blacked. I was like, you need to read a effing book. Like, or you just need to get to get, like, what? It's not even like, you don't need to read a book to not, like, be. Say, like, it's like, oh, I thought, I thought they didn't care. Are you fucking kidding What? I'm like cussing up a storm, y'all. But like, I hate, I hate. And I literally went to my husband and I was like, I think I have friends that are idiots. And I didn't know. Because I'm like, how have you been friends this long? And you know what I stand for and everything that I share on my platform. And you just feel comfortable saying something like that. that that's the scary part is when people feel so comfortable. Yeah. But it's also a great part. So then you can really see where people are at. Dude. And it's like, are we really aligned? Are we really aligned? And you know, maybe I should 
take a step back. You know, it's Scorpio season and I feel like I'm not an astrologist of Nas here. You know, and I think as a Scorpio moon myself, um, people should know you in different yeah. ways because yeah. you are sharing it or not. Yeah. And I think it's okay to like move along with like when people don't like are connecting yeah. with you or moving. I, you know, I think it's that's one of the things about growth is like it's okay for friendships to move, yeah. relationships to move, to grow or not grow. And it's also like always okay to be like, I don't want to grow with you. I think we have to be okay with saying that to people. Like, I want you to grow. I wish you had the energy for growth, but I don't think we need to grow together. Together. And there's no smoke. No smoke. There's no smoke. Sometimes there's smoke. Sometimes Just there's smoke. Sometimes there's a little bit of smoke for the marginalized people because you're kind of fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> but there's no smoke for it. No smoke. Um, <laughs> but okay, that I have a quick, um, I, we're wrapping up, but I have like a couple of skincare beauty questions that I wanted to ask yeah. you. This has been such an amazing conversation. I didn't expect it to, I mean, I expected it to go this well, but I didn't expect us to go this deep. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy that we did. Okay, so really quickly, what are your two most used makeup items? Makeup, okay. Probably would be mascara for sure, because I don't do a lot of makeup. Mascara. Oh, and um, oh my gosh, Ami Cole, their highlight. They're like, um, it's like their, yeah, they're like highlight. It's either that or like a Tower 28 highlight. I love Ami Cole. I'm a stan. Are they black owned? Yes, it's owned by Giada, one of my friends, Giada. They're amazing. She like, it's just the simple makeup that you need. Like if you're someone, it has the shades for you. If you're using your foundation, like a light shade, has a, a really good lip gloss. They call it a lip oil, I think. So it's a really, really good lip gloss. Have a, look at me out here being like Ami Cole person. Like literally, like, <laughs> but it's so good. Like, honestly, I love the brand. I love putting, like, and I actually use it. Like, obviously there's a lot of amazing brands out there, but I love when my friends or people I know create brands that I fuck with. Like, I'm like, yes. And that's literally how I even feel about Hana Hana. I'd be like, I'm so happy I actually fuck with this brand because if I didn't that would be so sad <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean yeah. so like I just love being able to be like yes I actually my favorite products to use are by people that I know like yes. uh, okay are you using makeup wipes or do you sleep in your makeup at night coming Ew. home coming home from the club are you are you taking your makeup off I am first of all the makeup I don't even be wearing makeup like that so be stuff the makeup will sh it's off <laughs> it's off. I, I can I am a skincare person like I am morning routine evening routine wash cleanliness it's a part of my day like when I say skincare is self-care like it's a daily thing so if I'm coming home from the club whatever I actually have in my face if I had anything it's coming off you are doing the full routine it's coming off I'm not like so I am I, like that's who I am in my group of friends. I yeah. they always know like oh yeah they'll be like no where the where are your makeup wipes like I I I I my body will be like sorry like wake <laughs> up and the I, my body will wake up at two a.m. and be like did you really think you were yeah. gonna have a good yeah. sleep with a full yeah. you have this layer of, of product on you so I'm with you I just had to check because some people will be like child. And I'm not even a makeup person. And I think that's probably why, too, because I'm like, I feel like if I was an actual makeup person, like, I don't know if I'd be that bitch. Like, I don't know if I would every day do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that I'm not, and I'm like, girl, wash your face and go to sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know? Okay. The last product you finished. I literally... <laughs> 
Damn! Y'all, I'm gonna have a shea butter brush. I just finished, I really just, cause I was really, I was like, let me make sure my elbow, and I was like, damn, I really have no product right now. I love um, you use your products. I, no, it is, it is my, what I be thieving from my own brand, because I'm like, wow, I really have to pick, like, we just finished, what am I gonna do? I be empty, the other day I had to just collect empty bottles, I was like, oh, okay. Going through my fulfillment room, and like, okay, you guys, I need a refill. Like not like I I don't like I know I can make it but I don't really want to right now. Like can we just like you need a refill? Yeah. (laughs) No, but Hannah Hannah, I just finished that. What did I just finish recently too? I just finished um my cocoa kind hemp oil. I love that. Cocoa kind. Yeah. Um I think I'm almost done with my I love I'm a super group person. Like, I don't even know if Supergroup knows I oh. fuck with Supergroup so hard. Actually, they they are the truth. We've done a lot of partnerships with them, and I love their sunscreen. I, I want to support all the other sunscreens. I want to support all the other black-owned sunscreens. But super got, they got me on a chokehold. Choke yeah. It's a chokehold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's so spray. easy. Have you, have you used a spray? I've used a spray. I've used the, the one there. Um, it's like clear. The, yeah, the clear one. What mm, is it? They I call don't remember. It. I can't remember. But it's the one, that's the one that my go <laughs> The one. Yeah, that is the one. And then yeah. they also have the body one. Uh, every product, yeah. our whole team loves it. And it's like this, like, an inner me beast, like, wanting to go to someone else because I just want to be like, oh, my God, like, I love black. Like, and I'll, like, try other brands, but I always go back to Super Supergoop, yeah. Supergoop is good. I have one other sunscreen that I swear by. It's called Omre. Ooh. I think it's Omre. And they are, it's basically like that, like, the clear Supergoop, but, like, it's just, like, a little bit better. Like, I feel like it has, like, like, I don't know, hyaluronic acid. I don't know. Okay, tell, give, give me the ingredients, girl. Yes, I hydrolate. Okay. <laughs> it got something in it. And it be making my skin, like, when I put that, I, sometimes I don't, I won't even put a moisturizer on, which I always should, but I always just put that sometimes. No, same. Yeah. I honestly, and I'm like a very minimal person when it comes to skincare as much yeah. like, and I think that's why I'm able to upkeep it mm-hmm. too. It's because I go, I stick to the same things. I've been yeah. using very like if something's gonna come into my skincare routine it's it's either because something problematic is happening and i you know i have to change up which usually doesn't happen or it's like i'm replacing something and it's still gonna have the hydrolonic acid (laughs) (laughs) you know which serum it's gonna replace it you know what i mean so yeah i Skincare, I think for skincare, you know, people will talk to me about it. I'm always telling people, like, one, honestly, I was blessed with being able to have, like, very, like, not problematic skin. Like, I didn't go through it in that sense as much. So learning how to take care of my skin has been, I think, an easier process because it's more so, like, using things that don't affect my skin or I don't break out. Like, that's more so. And I'm more minimal because I'm like, well, I don't want to start using something and then this happens. And even with makeup, when I used to wear makeup, I feel like that's when I had to be more intentional about my skincare because you're like literally putting something on your face. So then you have to wash it out. You have to replenish. You you know, you just have to do more steps. And honestly, I'm lazy. Like, I don't have the time. That's like even my hair. I'd be like, no, I'm doing my first wig in a couple weeks. I'm nervous. Girl, listen, just call me. Just I, Somebody is putting it in your hair, right? Are you yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Put it in your head, girl. You will be good. Are you going to Are you going to Ghana in December? No. No. 
Oh. No, you know what? I am. This is my announcement, so everyone understand. Ahem, ahem, I'm not coming, cause you know what? I'm. I was going to. We were even doing an event, like. But then I was just like, this actually feels really stressful right now. Mm. And I think as a business person, going Ghana in December as a Ghanaian for myself, I've been to Ghana in December plenty of times. I've lived in Ghana, so it's, that itself, it's actually not a thing for me right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, but business-wise, I think if you're going to do business in Ghana in December, you need to be in Ghana in October. You need to be in Ghana in May. You need to be in Ghana in January. I was only in Ghana in May. I was not in January, May, or October. And that's something that when anytime I activate in December, it has to be strategy. It has to make sense, especially in the way we activate because it's product or land. And just like, I think for the most success in that type of way, obviously people go on ground and just activate, which is great. But mm-hmm. you and I know Ghana in December is enjoyment yeah. or you're making full money. Yeah. You know, it's either you're spending or you're, or you're making. making. Yeah. And so for that, I like to enjoy Ghana. Like, Enjoy. enjoy. So you will see my efforts in Ghana in January. For the girls girls that stay longer. (laughs) I will be there in January. So are we talking like mid-January? Are we talking like early? Not end January. Okay, so I'm I'm not going to be there that long. But listen, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Let me, because you know me, I used to live in back and forth. So let, it's going to be fun. I'm sure I'm, you know, my thing, I was just looking, I was looking at everything and I was like, I think I want to enjoy differently this. I'm, I'll still be somewhere warm, you know? It better not be Nigeria. Girl, relax. (laughs) (laughs) I said warm. Sorry, I'll be somewhere warm and calm. (laughs) (laughs) Emphasis on that. My last question is the best beauty advice that you've ever been given. I think, honestly, we have to do our own research. We need to do, like... I know that's like more skincare, but like read what you're putting on, how to like do the research outside of just a visual look, like do the research of what you're putting on your body. Because one, a lot of these brands, a lot of these things, we don't know what's being put. And also a lot of beauty is marketing. Like the beauty space is a marketing space. It is marketing, 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 marketing. You know, like clean has been clean. If something's not clean, then is it toxic? Like think about those things of what people are saying. So I think it's just like, do your research, like really. And also like, I don't know. I know it's always like beauty goes within, but beauty is within. So beauty starts from the inside in the sense of like, yes, don't be a trash person, but also like take care of yourself. Like what are you putting in your body as much as like what you're putting on your skin? You know what I mean? So I think it's just like both ways. Yeah, um, sure. <sighs> the way you said I'm not, that was, the, hey, that was like a, I, I'm not, yeah, coffee. Like that was like, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was what I'm not, I was like, let's go. My brother. <laughs> I was like, these two girl, we've done it. We clap for us. Oh my gosh, girl. I have had an amazing time talking to you and just giving you your flowers and you know, praising you for what you've done and what you've built. And I am just like over here watching on the sidelines, so excited for what is to come, girl. Like I am excited. And I mean, thank you for this platform. And I think also, like, I have to give you your flowers. I think it's always exciting 
to see black women in general just like be themselves online but to see Ghanaian women like that i can connect to and like seeing you seeing you like share about love she needs to share about relationship she needs to share about like everything with god like all of it it's just really exciting like it's honestly really inspiring so i feel really blessed to be on this podcast with you and just like to be able to have friendship with you it's really exciting like honestly you're gonna make me cry you're gonna make me cry i'm crying it's happening yep mm-hmm. They're the two. <laughs> They're no, I'm serious though. I'm so serious for real. For real. Thank you, thank you, and I appreciate that. And I'm receiving that all of that good energy. I'm receiving it, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you guys go follow Abana. What's your Instagram handle? It's mine. Hana Hana is Hana Hana. Well, Hana Hana underscore beauty. My personal is Beanie Buama. Mm-hmm. Um, Beanie is not my name, y'all. It's Abana. Please, I beg. <laughs> I beg. It was just it's people being on the street like Beanie. I, I don't know her. I don't don't address me. I say I'm not Beanie is just the insta. It's just the it's don't no beanie. I'm not a beanie. It's not I know because the Bwama is my last name. I get it. It's Abna. It's just a beanie Bwama vibe. Like it's just it's a high school thing that's kept forever. I'm sorry. You guys heard it here first, man. Don't call her beanie. Don't call her beanie when you see her in like stick to Abna. We'll follow her at Beauty Bomo on Instagram and Hannah Hannah Beauty. Make sure you guys go and cop some products. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited for what's to come for the brand. And yeah, that is it for today's episode, guys. Um, don't forget to follow me at Modega as well as the Accomplo Mo Instagram page. Don't forget to leave reviews, comment, like, and subscribe. Send this to your friends that are looking to maybe get into the skincare world or the beauty world or the, you know, not colorism world you know just like whatever worlds they're trying to tap into that you felt like you entered today just send it over to them um but that is it and we are done in five four three two a one